0: A little disclaimer for this episode. Some of you regular listeners may notice a slight drop in quality this episode. I spent a long time deciding whether or not to upload this so soon. I was receiving audio clips to edit in just 20 minutes before the episode was published. I made the conscious decision to forgo perfect audio quality in order to make sure that you, the listeners, were informed as quickly as possible. I spent the past 40 hours gathering all the information that I believe you will need to be an informed member of this discussion. Unfortunately, that left me with very little time to edit before my Wednesday deadline. I hope you will agree that that knowledge is worth a little editing mistake here or there and will join me for this special episode of the Millennial Minute. Hello and welcome to a special episode of the Millennial Minute, where we get the opinions of a generation. This week, we look into how UNC Chapel Hill students feel about the removal of Silent Sam. Hey everyone, the reason I called this episode special is because I already had something set up for the week, but then late Monday night, something unexpected happened. A group of protesters showed up to the Silent Sam statue, a Confederate monument that has been up since 1913 on UNC Chapel Hill campus, and pulled it down, damaging it in the process. Silent Sam was one of the most divisive of all the Confederate monuments still left standing, due to its place in the heart of one of the most liberal campuses in the world, UNC Chapel Hill. Now, we expect the world's eye to turn to us in the coming weeks, to ask us the tough questions. Was this an act of vigilantism? Was it justified? Who will suffer the consequences for the actions of a few? In my own attempt to answer these questions, over the past two days, I have interviewed as many students as I have been able to, and received a number of audio clips from members of the community. I will attempt to present the facts to you with as little bias as I can. Everyone must keep in mind that I've had a very small sample size of information. And although I believe the opinions I recorded are representative of the student body as a whole, that may not necessarily be the case. We will finish this episode off with a discussion with some of UNC's student leaders. All the timestamps will be in the description. There is no way that I would have gathered enough evidence for my liking in just 40-ish hours or so, nor will I be able to cover all the nuanced topics that this issue relates to. Therefore, if this is a topic that interests you, I hope that you'll let me know, and I will continue to collect data on it as the next few weeks unfold. We will start off by hearing the immediate response of both the Chancellor of UNC, Carol Fult, as well as the Putnam administration, the current sitting UNC student body president, Savannah Putnam, and her staff. Dear Carolina community, as you are probably aware, a group from among an estimated crowd of 250 protesters brought down the Confederate monument on our campus last night. The monument has been divisive for years, and its presence has been a source of frustration for many people, not only on our campus, but throughout the community. However, last night's actions were unlawful and dangerous, and we are very fortunate that no one was injured. The police are investigating the vandalism and assessing the full extent of the damage. I appreciate the actions taken by the police to ensure the community's safety and will keep you informed as additional information is available. Sincerely, Carol L. Folt. Now we will move on to hearing the Putnam administration's statement. Dear Carolina community, Last night, a group of students and community organizers did what few were prepared to do. They corrected a moral and historical wrong that needed to be righted if we were ever to move forward as a university. Last night, they tore down Silent Sam. They were right to do so. Over a century ago, Silent Sam was erected on the basis of bigotry and white supremacy, and it has perpetuated hate and violence ever since. For too long, we have avoided reconciling our university's past transgressions against black and brown individuals. Time and time again, it has been the courageous leadership of our peers of color that has shaken this university from its complacency and guided us all towards our better lights. Through their organizing and protest, long days of advocacy, and late-night meetings, these leaders have dedicated themselves to the daily work of change. For your courage and resilience, we thank you, and we stand with you. Like any moment of change, these days are filled with precarity. Whether you're a seasoned student activist or just starting your first day of classes, It's okay to be frightened, and it's okay to be confused. We are too. But as Carolina students, we have an obligation to take care of each other and to act in the face of uncertainty. Together, we will push through adversity, strife, and resistance to ensure that the monument and the hatred it fostered remain toppled forever. In the coming days, the nation will turn its eyes towards Chapel Hill, The removal of Silent Sam has placed our university at the center of a long overdue conversation about justice and reconciliation. Our actions as UNC students will determine which side of history our campus falls. We as student leaders find ourselves looking to the ideals that brought us to Carolina in the first place, those of light and liberty, that every student should feel welcomed, valued and heard. We failed in that and we must do better and we make that commitment to you now. Yesterday was a great day to be a Tar Heel. By working together, tomorrow will be too. Hark the sound. Undergraduate Executive Branch Officers. There are a few important facts that I feel everyone should know about this issue, and you may interpret them as you wish, although I would ask everyone to recognize any pre existing bias they may have. I'd love to have a conversation about this with any of you. 1. The statue was erected almost 50 years after the surrender of General Lee and the end of the Civil War. 2. Many historians believe that a statue says more about the time that it was put up than the time which it is about. 3. The speech given at the dedication ceremony of the statue was notoriously considered racist, although some may argue that this is a byproduct of the time and not the meaning behind the statue. I would implore all of you to read it, and I have linked it below in the description. 4. There have been movements for nearly 40 years to remove these statues, whether it was just one or two members of the community or Carolina at large. 5. Chancellor Folt in the past has chosen not to meet with some student groups that would ask to move the statue. 6. Chancellor Folt does not have a final say in whether the statue is removed or not, as it exists on state property. UNC officials can't do anything about it. However, it is difficult to believe that she does not have some influence within the community. 7. There were two arrests made, one for resisting arrest and a second for concealing identity at a public rally. 8. I have not found information confirming nor denying this, but I have had many students come up and tell me that this is a true statement. I will include it with the caveat that it might not be true. The General Assembly has been repeatedly asked to move the statue in order to avoid further protests or outbursts of violence by the UNC community and some activist groups outside of UNC. In that vein, I will also read Chancellor Folt's follow-up statement, and how something like this was allowed to happen with the Chapel Hill police and the UNC police watching the area. Chancellor Folt, Dear Carolina community, since the Confederate monument was brought down last night, many have questioned how police officers responded to protests and how the university managed the event. Safety is always paramount, but at no time did the administration direct the officers to allow protesters to topple the monument. During the event, we rely on the experience and judgment of law enforcement to make decisions on the ground, keeping safety as a top priority. Last night's rally was unlike any previous event on our campus. This protest was carried out in a highly organized manner and included a number of people unaffiliated with the university. While we respect that protesters have a right to demonstrate, they do not have the right to damage state property. We have asked the SBI to assist the police to fully investigate the incident, and they have agreed. We do not support lawlessness and we will use the full breadth of state and university processes to hold those responsible accountable for their actions. The safety and security of the students and community entrusted to us have been and will remain our top priority. While we are grateful that no one, including our police officers, was injured during last night's protest, we will never condone mob action and always encourage peaceful and respectful demonstration on our campus. Sincerely, Carol L. Folt, Chancellor. This message was also signed by the Chair of the UNC Board of Governors, by the President of the UNC System, and by the Chair of the UNC Chapel Hill Board of Trustees. Finally, there have been rumors that the General Assembly is attempting to reallocate funds in order to fix and re-erect the statue. I say this to remind all of you that this is not just a question of what we will do moving forward, but also a question of what we will do if nothing changes. Now that you've heard what I believe the relevant facts of this issue are, I've assembled a few assorted clips from various students on campus and people who had heard the news and wanted to make their voices heard.
1: Yeah, um, I don't know, I think it's interesting because now that it's down, I think it forces administration to take a side on it. Great, yep. I think for far too long, they've been trying to just dodge the issue so we'll see. Cause I feel about Chancellor
0: Fult's statement that she released about how this is effectively an act of vandalism. Well, I mean,
1: by definition, I think it is an act of vandalism. Um, I thought her statements about reminding people that this is unsafe. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. I thought that was you know very like diplomatic and what I would expect someone to say in her position. I have read the statement by the minute by the administration. Yes. And
0: the Putnam administration, the student body president's official statement.
1: Yes, I also read that. So, what are your thoughts about the
0: differences between them, and um, what do you agree with either of them?
1: So, what I'm reminded of actually is I don't know if you know, but if you actually in front of Silent Sam, mm-hmm. there's actually a placard that denotes um, there was at one point time in like the sixties the university tried to flat out refuse, like they refused to allow certain individuals, mostly black people, black activists at the time, mm-hmm. to speak on campus. Right. And naturally, um, the students at the time, um, students at the time, a bunch of people from, student body president at the time is listed on there. I know that the members of the Dialectic and Philanthropic phy- phy- society, the oldest student organization on campus, is on, is on there, like there's a list of people who, they refused to allow the university to silence these people, and so the, eventually, those you know activists were allowed to speak on campus. Okay. But it's like that. It's, it reminds me of that. The toppling of the statue maybe it's not, it's not. As, or, it wasn't maybe as organ. Maybe it was organized. I don't know. But the point is that you can In the end, the min, university administration, which is always, which has, as far as I've seen, been more conservative. You, in the end, you can't stop. You're not going to win against time. It's just, it's just generally true. And actually, with the administration being so relatively conservative, I think that they're fighting, they're fighting at, at the best an uphill battle and at worst a losing battle, a oh. losing war.
2: Well, personally, in regards to tearing down the Confederate sca- statue of Silent Sam, I personally think that it was unlawful. Certainly, it was certainly dangerous, and I think it's wrong. I think destroying things like Confederate monuments or um, Holocaust memorabilia, stuff like that, stuff that displays the darkest side of the human history, I think is destroying it is no better than pretending that it didn't happen, and I think that's a disgrace. To all the people that lives were affected so negatively by these horrible, horrible, atrocious events, all you know, all the people of color, uh, the people of different faiths, or sexualities that were oppressed. I think that, um, maybe any plaques or anything that that display a positive connotation should be changed. I think, but I think ultimately. That we should keep these things as a reminder of this is how far we can go. We can go back to this. And use it as a constant reminder to not do that. To not go back to slavery, to locking people up in labor camps and death camps because they love someone differently. Or they think of a different God when they pray. I think we should keep these things not as you know positive mementos but as teaching tools to go forward
3: okay. how do you
0: feel about what happened what went down last night
3: so i feel like in the end i'm glad that it's gone mm-hmm. but i also feel a little concerned for the safety of the people that took it down they could have gotten right. seriously injured or injured other people mm-hmm and i feel like the act itself since it was against the law and it's over such a controversial issue that there might be another side that right. will end up like are, are you afraid that this will or...
0: escalate to causing more people to take more drastic actions around the world or nation
3: i wouldn't say around the world or the nation but i would say on campus okay. i feel like there will there will probably be responses it- yeah i think that definitely that will have some effect on other areas of the world if they see that in the news that um, there will be people on both sides you know yeah. like there always is that some will say you know you need to do what needs to be done and other people who Play. I know have opposed to taking it down are saying it's just a part of history and in my opinion yes but it's also a symbol of something a worse, bad than, history, yeah, yeah, like yeah. a past that we're, at least I'm not proud of, right. that I think that shouldn't be standing there once, like as soon as things changed and people got rights, that should have been, like if you want to keep it as a part of history, put it in mm-hmm. a museum, exactly. not a campus right. where students who like of color don't feel comfortable walking past it, it's like a constant reminder to them.
0: With me, I've got two members of the Black Student Movement, and I wanted to hear what your thoughts are about what went down last night. Any ideas?
4: The event itself, um, I don't, I don't want to say I'm super happy about it, but I'm super happy about it. Um, You're happy about the results, maybe not about... I'm happy about the yeah. results, yeah. Um, I definitely did not see that coming. Um, I feel like it was a great way to start the year, um, but uh, politically... I definitely was never for Silent Sam. Um, I definitely feel like it should should have been um, demolished or um, taken down a long time ago. I know this has been an ongoing thing before, like the For All Kind campaign, before when Black Lives Matter became a thing, before Boycott UNC. Um, so knowing all this, uh, like this is happening in this beginning of the year, to me it's like setting a precedent of what's to come for the remaining year. Um, and then with my, I was actually surprised by the comments that student government made. Um, Did you expect
0: them to not be as Yeah, supportive? I expected them yeah. to be
4: a
5: lot more um, unbiased, like very partial. Um, going along with what Michelle said, I think it was very intense, but it was it, it was meant to happen. And I think um, through all the fighting and all the debate about it, um, Silent Sam has needed to come down for a long time now. And students, you know, are raising up. And it's about their voice and how they can use their actions, I mean, everybody was out there i saw photos um i mean it was just like a a monumental like time for everyone here so i think people are like really joyous and happy about it but i know the repercussions of it are going to be right are going to be very challenging for us all to gravel mm-hmm. and see what happens for the future okay
6: as you know by this time last night the confederate monument silent sam was torn down by a group of protesters Initially, the protesters sought to create a productive conversation surrounding the divisive statue. I, as a representative of the student body, fully support a wholesome conversation surrounding any and all issues deemed divisive or troublesome by sex of the student body. However, this group of peaceful protesters resorted to violence, destruction of property, and vandalism. While I sympathize with the intent of these protesters, I do not believe that it is ever permissible to compromise the laws of our state and nation. Sadly, the action taken by these protesters were violent and dangerous. Rather than toppling the statue, protesters should have continued to advocate for its peaceful relocation. America was founded on the ideal that representative government should be put forth to establish laws, laws that should serve to govern and order. Although imperfect, I believe that this system has served our nation well for over 200 years, allowing for peaceful civil discourse, which has moved our nation forward. The noble leader of the civil rights movement, Dr. Martin Luther King, said a peaceful discourse. Nonviolence is a powerful and just weapon which cuts without wounding and ennobles the man that wields it. It is a sword that heals. In agreeing with the sentiments of Dr. King, it becomes impossible to condone violence as a method to bring about action. I thoroughly hope that those who have felt oppressed and marginalized by Silent Sam seek out productive ways to further their cause on campus in the future rather than resorting to violence. As a student government official, I would like nothing more than a wholesome dialogue that results in a peaceful solution. I'm Tanner Henson, the chairman of the Senate Rules and Judiciary Committee. Thank you.
7: With Silent Sam being torn down this week, it is exciting to see students enforcing their moral convictions on the university and government, rather than the latter taking control of the situation. Um, Chancellor Folt did only what she felt was right and or beneficial for herself and UNC and its donors, but it should always be the people's job to ensure society changes to uplift all of its members, Um, especially with immoral policies that hinder certain members. Um, And Silent Sam coming down was an incredible example of just how powerful a group of convicted people can be in that situation. Um, It was good to see Sam go, since it seems that he was never really a monument to lost Confederate lives, but was a product of racist and white supremacist propaganda, as demonstrated in the dedication speech for the statue. I hope the pedestal for Sam stays in the quad, as a reminder of the power of everyday people fighting hate in their community, whether it's legal or not.
8: Coming from a very liberal city in the Northeast, I was honestly shocked that something like Silent Sam was still standing um, on campus despite years of protests against it. And while I understand the argument that bringing it down as an act of protest was vandalism, I also think it definitely was the result of a lot of built up tension over a long period of time that was not resolved through diplomacy and negotiation and trying to find a peaceful solution and the idea that the statue belonged in a museum I definitely agree with it but since it clearly was not able to be carried out then I definitely think that what happened was the only way to deal with the statue
5: As a Black student at UNC, Silent Sam was a representation of racism that used to be prevalent in the South. UNC's extensive efforts towards preserving said statue make me question not only my position as a minority on this campus, but also the motives of platforms like the Carolina For All campaign. At a university where I'm already lacking representation, not just as a Black woman, but a minority altogether, it gives me a sense of comfort seeing my fellow peers do what I thought my university would not hesitate to do. Calling these students vigilantes is an extreme choice of words. What I see is students protecting the place that we all call home for our peers and ensuring that everyone feels they have a right to be here as they should. While we recognize that Silent Sam is a piece of history, we must remember that UNC is not a museum, and that last time i checked i along with many others come here to pursue a higher education this event has been a long time coming and my only hope is that unc handles it well with the desires of the student body in mind
0: finally i have a conversation with four student leaders that are currently dealing with the backlash from these issues and are attempting to rationalize their thoughts to best serve the student body as a whole here's a little introduction to our four speakers today stanley Will, Tanner, and Joanna, who unfortunately had to leave a little bit early into the recording. Today with me,
9: I have Stanley Sun. Would you like to introduce yourself? Hey, I'm a third year at UNC Chapel Hill studying mathematics. I'm currently serving as the finance chair of the undergraduate senate, so this is something that's been on my mind. Great, Uh, Will Wiener. Hi, I'm
10: Will Wiener. Uh, I am also a third year student at UNC Chapel Hill. I study quantitative biology. And uh, I'm a member of this Senate with Ahaj, Stanley, and Tanner.
6: And hi, I'm Tanner Henson. I'm also a third year student here at Chapel Hill studying biology and political science. And I am the chairperson for the Senate Rules and Judiciary Committee.
8: Hi, I'm Joanna Kwong. I'm a sophomore at UNC Chapel Hill um, studying psychology on the pre-med track. And I'm a district one senator representing psych majors.
0: I have Stanley, Joanna, Will, and Tanner with me. Have you guys gotten a chance to read Chancellor Folt's email as well as the Putnam administration statement? I have. Yes. On the matter that happened uh, with Silent Sam. What are your thoughts?
9: I was pretty shocked when I read Executive Branch's statement Mm -hmm. because I'm one of the people who really value the law and I think that what happened on that night was a violation of community standards as well as the actual law.
8: Okay, so I would have to disagree with Stanley um, because, as I said in my little snippet, like, I understand that it was a violation of the law and um, that it sets, like, a dangerous precedent if we're not respecting the rules, Um, but that this really was, like, a culmination of, like, years of frustration and, um, like, historically so many protests and stuff have been unlawful, but they've been necessary in order to do something. And so the fact that this, like, wasn't the first step um, that the protesters resorted to, but rather the last um, like makes me much more supportive of um, the exact branch's statement.
10: Right. Um, yeah, no, I read both the statements. I thought that one thing that was pretty key was Chancellor Fultz's referral to the monument as the Confederate monument. Up until now, she'd always referred to it as Silent Sand. I think that uh, since she was the one who was not responsible for removing it, that definitely changes her perspective on the issue. Um, I think it's a little bit more evident that you know there are definitely a lot of pressures on her that were affecting whether or not the statue was there that are out of her control. Um, and I guess my biggest thought on this is how that will affect her actions in the obvious upcoming debate over whether or not the statue should be put back up. There's definitely gonna be a lot of people arguing that because it was taken down illegally, it should still be put back up. And there are also gonna be a lot of people arguing that no matter how it happened, it needed to be done and that we should just move on with our lives. So
3: okay.
6: I have read both Chancellor Fultz's statement and the Putnam administration statement. One thing I would echo from the Chancellor's statement is we're very fortunate nobody was wounded in the event and It is also important to consider that even if we do the right thing, sometimes it's important to take in context how it was done and if we followed the proper channels to achieve any means. And I do support the sentiment, and I, I very much so sympathize with the idea that the statue should have been relocated a long time ago. This is something that Chancellor Folt has probably not championed quite as strongly as she should have. And I will say that I, I'm familiar with North Carolina law and I've spoken with several members of the General Assembly, and right now the Chancellor's hands are kind of tied. She can't move it legally, there's a moratorium on moving statues, and this statue is protected by state law at the moment, so the conversation should be whether this is uh, it should be surrounded what should we should do about this law. we're going to have to change this law before we can effectively solve this problem for good. And so that's one thing, that's where we should aim our discussion.
0: Right. So Tanner, you brought up an excellent point. The fact that even though the statue is on UNC territory, it's technically on state grounds and Chancellor Folt has no real authority to remove it if she wanted to. So that's
9: a point that really needs to be made. Sure. I want to echo what Tanner said, because there's been a, a very strong sentiment that the university has done nothing about the statute, so I have to take it into my own hands, which I think is a unfair and dangerous sentiment to have. How does
0: that differ from civil disobedience? That-
9: it, it differs because as I've studied the morality of law, there are many steps that have to be taken before civil disobedience is okay. And one of the key factors is, even though civil disobedience itself doesn't have a set definition, but many philosophers agree that It
10: should be nonviolent. Okay. Do do you consider what happened last night or two nights ago to be violent? Yes, I do. Okay. And
6: uh, Rosa Parks is frequently discussed as a champion of civil discourse. And one of the differences that I see when Rosa Parks peacefully sat on a bus and refused to give up her seat, she didn't trash the bus. She simply tried to show that what was happening was wrong. And that's a line between peaceful protest and vandalism.
0: So I guess the obvious question then would be, Is there a way they could have done civil disobedience besides the protesting that's been going on for almost 40 years now?
6: Well, I think one thing that could have been more effective was going to the General Assembly. There are members in the General Assembly that are more than happy to talk to students. I've talked to five of them in the last day that are more than willing to talk to me. And I know that this is something that... A lot of them are willing to talk to students, even if they're not their representative. I haven't even spoken with Alan McNeil, who's my representative. Mm -hmm. But people want to get our thoughts. They want to understand what we're thinking and how they can create a safer environment here in UNC. And so I think that what happened should have been a very, very, very last resort. And I don't know that we exhausted all of the options that we had between here and then.
10: Great. What other options could there have been, though, considering that there is this moratorium You know, I think that there was a huge amount of red tape on the side of taking it down. And honestly, this also leads me to believe that there's going to be a lot of red tape and bureaucracy if they plan to put it back up.
0: Now, I guess the question is, are you positive that no student activists or student leaders actually did go to the General Assembly? No, I can't say okay. 100% that okay. people did Because not. we do know that some student leaders tried sure. to talk to Chancellor Folt, sure. and even though she can't do anything, she more or less, from my understanding, shut them down or did not really listen sure. to their opinions.
6: Of the members that I talked to, I was the first student to speak to any of them. I can say that for, okay. and I, I spoke with several representatives who had not been previously contacted, but somebody very well likely did reach out to somebody at some point. But we have a collective voice that's stronger than any single voice, and this is a call that we should have made as a group to the General Assembly and tried to show them what we would have liked to have seen happen without necessarily taking the law into our own hands.
8: Yeah I do agree that the anger seems kind of misdirected sometimes like a lot of people were speaking from like an identity like point of view um and like attacking Chancellor Fult and Mm -hmm. the administration like personally for like not doing anything um and a lot of people aren't actually well read actually I don't think I'm well read enough to talk about it like this but like about all the policies behind um, the statue and, like, why it wasn't removed. People were just like, oh, Chancellor Folts not listening to us, so it must be her that's blocking it. Um, So I think that's also why a lot of the students, like, felt like it was a victory, because they were, like, like down with the administration kind of thing, which I think is... To
10: to be fair, though, there have been email leaks and uh, different uh, reveals, I guess, that have indicated that there were monetary pressures to have Carol Fultz side on keeping the statue instead of taking Mm -hmm. it down. And that's not to say that um, her ultimate goal was to totally shut down the student voice, but that you also can't just say that she's totally an innocent bystander where the situation was out of her control. As Tanner said earlier, if she really cared enough to champion the cause, she could have also gone to the General Assembly as somebody who carries the influence of our whole school. Okay. So I guess from what I've heard in
0: the past and today, what it seems like is everybody's fine with the results of what happened. They're fine that the statue is out of the way and hopefully or potentially not coming back. Nobody really agrees on whether or not the methodology used to remove the statue is accurate. What are your guys' thoughts? Stanley, I know you've mentioned that you consider this a form of vandalism. There was some violence there and you don't really approve of it. Mm -hmm. Would you like to elaborate on that? Well,
9: again, I'd just like to state that as, as much as I value the law, I know that there are times when civil disobedience is not only okay, but also even encouraged. And this has been echoed by many philosophers, as well as Martin Luther King, who we see as a hero in American culture. But, you know, I think a lot of these philosophers have laid out some steps or some prerequisites for times when unjust laws can be contested. And this, uh, like Tanner said, is one of those times when Uh, Even though we have done a lot of protesting, we have spoken to Chancellor Folt. It's still uh, We we didn't take the right steps. We didn't
10: take all the
9: necessary prerequisites into account.
0: Great Anybody
10: else? I just I find myself wondering how productive it is to talk about the method of removal. Okay, um Because I I think at the end of the day the statue is down, Mm -hmm. you know and the only people who can decide if it's going to go back up or the General Assembly And from speaking from their perspective, um, I personally think that it had to come down and no matter the means, like I'm satisfied with the means that they used, even though that's obviously a controversial opinion. But from the perspective of lawmakers, it was illegal. Yeah. And whether or not they're happy with the legality, I think that um, or not with the legality, whether or not they're happy with the actions that were taken, I think that a lot of them will likely argue that because the statue should legally still be there. And that's even why more so, if they let it, it go up.
0: now, what's to stop other people from taking further action? Yeah, so
8: that's what I was gonna say. Like talking about the method- methodology is important because, like, setting an example for like future things. Like, what about buildings? Mm-hmm. You know that are you know I don't know paid for by some controversial source or like name well we talked about the renaming already but um you know what if those like bigger monuments like can you just take a wrecking ball and destroy it because we don't want this you know on our campus um, so, it becomes more than just like a question of one single
6: statute. I think it a little bit we're kind of jumping the gun assuming that what's been done is actually done because having spoken to some people in the General Assembly, they're angry about what happened. This is their job. They make the laws for our state whether we like it or not at times and whether we agree with what they come up with and some of them are just downright angry that we have pretty much exercised authority over their authority. And I think that's going to lend them to want to put that statue right back up where it is. They're going to be less sympathetic to our demands and they're going to be less likely to listen because we've already shown that some of us are not willing to follow that channel. We'd rather see some form of vigilante justice instead of exercising the proper channels and so I don't approve of the
10: vandalism or the methods used. I I think it's kind of sad that you're saying that some of them would be angry then because they're supposed to be representing the people And if they were really representing the opinions of the people who were in this area, they would understand that, you know, what happened last or two nights ago was a result of a huge majority of almost across partisan lines in terms of student um, feelings that people just didn't want the statue there. And I think that uh, if they were to become less likely to listen, that would make them less representative of us and that that would create some questions about, you know, are they really in it for the people or are they in it for themselves? Well, I think one thing you have to consider is the representatives
6: for Orange County and Chatham County certainly would have voted to move the statute. They didn't vote for the law yeah. to go on the books to protect it. So there are a lot of different areas around the state that feel quite differently about this. And as representatives for most of their county or district, they may be speaking for a group of people that they represent while not necessarily speaking for the student body at Chapel Hill. No,
10: I understand that. But I guess the issue here is, don't you think that this is despite it belonging to the state uh, which is a point of contention for students at Chapel Hill I think that a point of contention for people across the state is that this should be an issue that people in Chapel Hill and in the local area have more say in I think that if it was a question of whether or not we were going to burn down the statue and make it so that no one could ever see it again, you know, then it would be something where the opinions of people who are three hours west or three hours east of here might have more stance, but it really doesn't affect them whether or not there are white supremacist protesters coming and rallying around the statue. A lot of of more physical and tangible features of the statue Affect us when for them, it's simply the idea of whether or not it's right that it's there at all Sure,
6: and I definitely agree with that that it has a outsized impact on people here at Chapel yeah. Hill more so than anywhere else around the state But I was just trying to frame the fact that members of the General Assembly are going to listen to the people that get to vote for them More <laughs> so than the people here chair. Yeah.
0: now In the next few weeks, we can expect that a lot of news media will start to focus their attention on Chapel Hill, will effectively be at a nationwide stage for the next few weeks. What do you think the impacts will be for students, and what do you think the impacts uh, will be in terms of what will happen with the monument? Any thoughts?
10: I mean, I I live a little bit north of campus, so I've been walking past the monument a couple times a day. there hasn't been a huge influx yet. I think that a lot of the newspapers that already put out their articles yesterday have come and gone. Um, I don't know. I think that there's a chance that the story could get picked up by national news. But I think that there's also a chance that with stuff like the Manafort trial, that uh, this might end up just staying as more of a North Carolina thing. And it might not really affect our campus on that uh spotlight scale that okay. is
6: feasible.
10: I will say we made national news last night. We were on uh, the 8 o'clock Fox
6: News show uh-huh. along with MSNBC. So we actually did get national coverage, even on a very busy news day, as you <laughs> yeah. mentioned. I think we're, we're really, the world is watching us at this moment. So we need to seize the moment, so to speak. Something We can debate what happened and if it was good or bad, the means used. But now that we have the attention of the world, what we say and do is going to matter more than it has in the past. So we need to capitalize on that and see if we can't affect some sort of positive change that is agreed upon.
0: So there have been some rumors recently about the General Assembly possibly reallocating funds in order to re-place the statue on its pedestal. What are your guys' thoughts about that? Do you think that would be problematic for students, do you think that would be fine?
9: I think students will be angry, to say the least, if the statue goes back up. However, we talked about safety issues earlier. The fact that Confederate statues are a place for white supremacists and neo-Nazis to you know, gather around. Take, the way it was taken down does not negate the fact that there's still a Confederate monument uh, idea there. And I believe that as things stand right now, it might be even more dangerous in the weeks to come. Uh, There's going to be a lot of backlash, uh, which has already started, against the fact that this was removed forcibly. And due to that, there may be um, an elevated sense of uh, security risks of, you know, these uh, white supremacists and neo-Nazis coming.
6: I think one of the problems we're going to face in the coming days is, What harkens back to Nazi Germany after the war ended they went around to Germany and removed every symbol of the war remained they tried to clear history of this stain and what this is a stain and we need to be honest about this this is not something good that happened in our history it should not be celebrated but the ideas are going to endure long after that statue is gone even if it's moved and so i think the conversation is going to be more about how do we move forward from this place ideologically rather than what happens to that statue
0: okay so I guess let's move more on to the topic of the UNC Chapel Hill student population. What do you say about the difference in the disparity between Chancellor Folt's statement and the Putnam administration, our student body president's administration?
10: Um, in all honesty, uh, I-, I was pretty satisfied with both statements. I thought that Chancellor Fult took a much more moderate view than she normally does, which was definitely necessary. In this instance, I think it's important to, I, I I think that she did a good job of recognizing that there will likely be consequences for illegal actions, but that at the same time, the school recognizes that the statue coming down could well be a good thing. And I think that uh, the Putnam administration, this was a first instance of them taking a real stance and really championing the majority of the students' beliefs rather than trying to you know, save face in front of the administration. But on that note, I do think that part of um, the extremity of the Putnam statement could be stemming from some of the remarks released to the DTH a couple months ago where uh, it was alleged that Savannah Putnam was a racist and uh, you know she could well be using this opportunity to try to make herself seem to be that much more on the side of the students and on the side of the protesters.
6: And I was about to address the obvious yes. elephant in the room, so to speak. Like I feel that uh, definitely that could have had an impact. I, I guess none of us know. Only Savannah and the exec board knows, but we can assume that it's a paradigm to view the world through for her. She's been labeled these terms that may not be representative of her in fact and now she has to deal with that and so any statement that she made was going to be viewed through that lens and I think she was very, very careful not to anger. majority of the student body maybe more so than she should have been because I don't think we ever have a right or responsibility to condemn the laws of the state and to condone breaking them even if we feel that they're unjust the proper channel like I said would be to work with the legislators and try to change laws that we don't like that's what Martin Luther King advocated for he didn't advocate for burning down Washington DC he wanted to work to change the unjust laws of our nation and he was ultimately successful
10: I think if we looked back as well at the uh, the Lashback after her failure to respond to the Maya Little, was that her name? Sure, Maya yeah. Little <laughs> incident where which was a, uh, another case of vandalism on the statue back in April. Uh, Would you like to describe what happened? Uh, I think that what happened was a graduate student who's enrolled at UNC Chapel Hill poured red paint mixed with some of her own blood on the statue as a form of protest uh, she was a student of color and she was saying that she was doing something which needed to be done. And uh, there were a lot of students who sided with her as her protest was really deep and meaningful. Uh, but there were also a lot of students who were unhappy with her. She did get arrested and the, uh, the crux of the issue that I'm discussing or why it's relevant is because uh, Savannah Putnam failed to make a real statement in the first 36 hours or so about what happened and failed to defend her after she was arrested and apprehended by both our Honor Court and the Chapel Hill Police. And uh, some of the comments on Facebook and other social media were pretty brutal.
0: Now, a lot of the students that I've talked to in the past two days, of uh, particular color are slightly scared of what happened. They weren't members of the protest. They didn't necessarily condone the protest. They wanted the statue gone, but they weren't going to be uh, uh, vigilantes and do it themselves. But now they're scared of any form of retribution. Do you have any things that you could say uh, about that situation? That is one
6: thing that concerned me when I saw what happened. I was in a meeting and came out and got the news. and. Uh, I'm afraid that instead of a silent statue, we're going to wind up with real violence and people who come to defend the statue and the hateful ideas that can be attributed to that statue. I I think we would be naive to not expect that to happen here. So while I understand and sympathize with the people who wanted to remove this statue, I think we have to be very careful and aware of some of the peril that may face UNC in the coming days, like happened in Charlottesville. There are people that support things that are really just unspeakable and things that we can't even condone in the slightest. But I think we have to be aware that there will be people coming to force those ideas onto us. Very real possibility.
0: Any other concluding thoughts? Any words for the, the student body or the world at large, I guess?
10: I think that there's no right answer in this scenario. I think that this whole, uh, I'm a current junior and for the two years I've enrolled at UNC Chapel Hill, Uh, this issue has been pretty much on the forefront of everyone's minds the whole time. Um, It's gone back and forth with every level of people thinking that the administration was going to do something, people thinking the General Assembly was going to do something, people thinking the statue would never come down, people camping outside the statue for 100 days in a row. Um, and Sam's last semester. Yeah. I I guess the, the point I'm making is that I don't know if we'll come up with an idea in the next two years uh, within our time at UNC of what exactly was the right way to go about doing things and what exactly who was in the right, who was in the wrong and all that. I think that um, we can just hope that things resolve themselves peacefully. I'm afraid there really wasn't
6: a good solution to this problem. The General Assembly made it quite clear that they weren't going to change the law in a timely fashion, and students could have continued to advocate for that, and maybe we would have reached some form of conclusion that way in time. But I think people were impatient, as people often get when they're looking for justice and they're looking for what's right, and and that's human nature, and that's not something that's going to change, but. As the world watches us, we need to be very careful to strike a balance between supporting people in their quest for more just laws and a higher moral standard without condoning the breaking of the laws that have organized our country for 200 years.
9: From a pragmatic standpoint, I really hope that this issue stays as a North Carolina issue because even though there are many moral implications for hearing the rest of the world's thoughts on what's happening, I think that this is something that um, will blow up if it does. You know, as as we already mentioned, it has gotten national coverage, but it hasn't become you know viral or something that everyone knows about. You know, when I ask my friends from home, which is Portland, Oregon, uh, none of them know, uh, let alone care about this type of issue. And I honestly hope it stays that way because. We, it becomes extremely unpredictable and uncertain when uh, it becomes on the forefront of everyone's mind, you know, outside of Chapel Hill, outside of North Carolina as a whole. So I think the best thing in terms of a practical uh, safety for students is for this issue to uh, be quietly resolved here and as soon as possible.
0: Thank you all for agreeing to speak, and thank you listeners for being willing to learn. This is a turning point in history, This is our future. Make your voices heard and go out and make the world a better place, millennials. And I'll see you next time on the Millennial Minute.